the animation podcast. To infinity, to infinity, infinity, infinity. What's this? Go! Meet me. That's it! Dumbo! Walk on the eyes of Eastman. Hey, right on the button. <laughs> Don't let me fill it. <laughs> <laughs> Drawn that way. I'd like to work with you if you don't mind. You will join me for dinner. Oh, goody. Now it's like this, little britches. And beyond. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Animation Podcast exclusive show for AnimationMentor.com. My name is Clay Cadis, and I'm an animator at Walt Disney Animation Studios. And this podcast is my way of picking the brains of all the animation talent I admire and then sharing those conversations with you. I thought for a while who to have on this exclusive show, and with Animation Mentor in mind, I knew it should be someone who would inspire beginning animators, and I really wanted the guest to be someone the listeners could identify with. And then it struck me that I should interview new talent in animation, that way you might get advice on getting a job and what to expect in the real animation world. So I gathered five young talents at Disney who have all worked there for about two or so years, And I'm really happy I did because uh, I think they have tons of great advice for any level of artist and their stories are inspiring, even for me. And I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple of years I find myself begging them for another interview because they are all very talented and they're going to all be very successful. So sit back and enjoy my interview with Kira Letamaki, Lorelai Beauvais, Joe Pitt, Jeremy Spears, and Sarah Aris. First, a small disclaimer. The following opinions are those of the individuals expressing them and not of the Walt Disney Company. So for this one, this podcast, I'm doing something completely different. So first, I want to start by explaining to everyone um, why you're here is because uh, I get a lot of emails from students and and young kids saying, how do I get into the business? And they also ask me a lot, um, can't you do an interview with someone who's not a superstar? And I'm like... Okay, but that that doesn't include you guys, but the, a lot of people, <laughs> oh. you are all superstars, but a lot of people just want to know, like, you know, how you get into the animation industry, where you went to school, how'd you get into school even. So these are the kind of things I think people would like to hear about. So the first thing we should do is just kind of go around the table and you can uh, tell me your name. Maybe you should write this down. Your name, your school, um, what you do at Disney. I'm Kira Latavaki. I went to the University of Washington and Animation Mentor, and I started the training program in October of 2007. I'm Lorelai Beauvais. I went to CalArts, and then I came here in September 2007 and uh, started the training program here at Disney. Um, I'm Joe Pitt. I went to CalArts, and I started the training program here. When was it, Kira? October. October 2007. 2007. You're going to have to help me with this. You and guys were in the same program? Yeah, yes. we were in the same program. We started the same day. And uh, yeah, I was in uh, for 2D animation. And uh, yeah, now I'm on Frog. I'm Jeremy Spears. I went to Long Beach State. And um, I'm Story. And I, uh, I started here September of 2007. I'm Sarah Aris. I went to Capilano College. Um, I started the training program here in February 2008, and I, I animate on okay. Frog. Is uh, Capilano in Canada? Vancouver. Vancouver. So uh, 
that's a big question I get. Did you have to do anything with visas and all that kind of stuff? I very luckily am a dual citizen, so I didn't have that problem. Um, but uh, there are people who you can talk to. <laughs> um, Lorelai, maybe? No, I'm dual citizen. Oh, too. No, but, but knowing people that <laughs> yeah. went through that, it's, uh-huh. uh, they make it pretty hard, but not for the training. It's afterwards. If you are going to get hired, they oh, really? will make it really hard. But for the training, it's not really for an issue? For the trainee, I don't think it's an issue. Yeah, if if you're here on a student visa already, it's really easy to get into the training program on your visa. Um, most of what I know, I know from Cleo Cheng, who's a story trainee. She she has a visa because she got a degree. Like, she has a degree outside of animation. And it's apparently much easier to get into the country if you have a degree under your belt than if you don't. And you just get put in the lottery with, you know, everyone else without a degree who wants to come. So hmm. there's that. So, Sarah, you're in 2D animation. Jeremy, you're in story. Mm-hmm. Joe, you're in 2D animation. Mm-hmm. Lorelai, is dev. That's what we would say. Yeah. And Kira? CG. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to ask you guys about school. I, I was wondering just as far as school, because I, I, I didn't go to school for animation at all, really. I took one class. So, I'm wondering, um, so what was the most useful thing you guys got out of school? Are you glad you went to school for animation? Or do you yeah. think I was like, yeah. uh, didn't yeah. really have to go yeah. through that? Doing films, that was really important. I thought that that was where, where I learned the most. And working with other people, like being in the cubes and being with other, the other students, that was really learning from each other. That was the most important to me. Yeah, definitely to note on that, because Lorelai and I went to, both went to CalArts, and uh, CalArts was just like really great. Um, experience because there's just so much creative energy there and just being around everybody um, at school and being able to feed off them. I think I really learned the most off of just all the students that I went to school with and yeah, getting you know. inspired from each other. Yeah. yeah. Really- see, and I would, I would actually drive, see, I went to Long Beach, so that's about, I don't know, 50 minutes or so from CalArts. So my good, my good buddy up there, um, I would drive, and sneak in and go to the lectures and, and, you know, kind of take, take part of the CalArts thing that they have going on. Cause it's really nice. Cause you, you know, you've got all this top talent that's like almost at your beck and call, you know, they're wanting to just share with you and teach you and all this stuff. So for me, that's where I got, I mean, I got a lot of uh, inspiration at school as well, you know, but um, not necessarily I, the I school great, you went to. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, I, I did. There's a very good art program there. I was an illustration major, so the teachers. Illustration, yeah, I was an illustration major. Mm -hmm. Um, But the teachers there are awesome, uh, and I learned a ton about you know composition, color, all those really important things that I needed to know later on for storyboarding. But the the things that I realize now that I I probably didn't have is the constant. Like I think it's great uh, if you have a school that's uh, specific for you know, CG animation or hand-drawn animation, whatever it is, like you, you can surround yourself with people that are truly interested in that. And at Long Beach, we had the illustration department. There was a lot of people there that were really interested in doing illustration, but it's such a wide variety. Like I was pretty much the only guy doing cartoon stuff. And, I, you know, I had a lot of people kind of going like, what are you doing drawing drawing the same stuff we've seen for years? And I'm like, no, I'm I'm trying to emulate but also you know make something you know new and come up with stories and stuff so that's kind of what i was interested there so it it worked out but you know i didn't have the the whole cal arts experience mm-hmm. but i 
took part. So, so, so that's that's a good advice. You know, anyone out there, you can <laughs> sneak into other schools that off. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I snuck into art center. I went to the drawing classes all the time. So. <laughs> um, so you, when you were going to Long Beach and studying illustration, did you know you wanted to get into animation? Well, I, I think ever since I was a kid, you know, I, I always loved animation and it was always like a passion. And then Jurassic Park came out and I was like, oh, I want to do special effects. I want to <laughs> do, I want to make, you know, dinosaurs real. This is awesome. And then, uh, and then I think what it was is I, then I wanted, it was, I went through a weird period where I wanted to do like English, an English major. I wanted to, you know, all this stuff. And then I just started taking some art classes in, uh, I took junior college I went the, the long, cheap route, but it, it worked out, you know. But uh, I, I went to community college, and I started taking some art classes, and I was like, oh, hey, this is actually pretty good. And then I found out that, you know, you, you actually need a degree to, to get noticed, to at, you know, further on down the line to do this professionally. So um, I think that's what gave me my initial drive. It was like, okay, I, I can do this for, uh, for a living. And then, and then getting into story, I think, I think I've always just loved, you know, coming up with stories and you know, I used to write stories as a kid and stuff. So I think I just slowly got to the point where I kind of put illustration and the stuff I was doing in school. And that's kind of one of the reasons I went there, but I didn't know if I want to do animation or live action. Mm-hmm. And I think it just, I just started working in, in my, you know, passion, which was, you know, doing stuff that was cartoony. So, right. and did you graduate? Uh, yeah. Did, yep. you, did anyone here not graduate from college? I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So how's that? <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> Did you not? No, I didn't. no, it was it was uh it was good. You know, it was a big debate. Like, um, you know, should I stay in? Uh, first off, you know, CalArts is really financially taxing, and um, and I just uh, uh, I saw a lot of my friends uh, leaving or knew that they were going to be leaving at the end of the year, and Disney came up with this, you know, with this whole uh, training program thing, and. Uh, saw it as a great opportunity is and so I just kind of I kind of snuck in and applied I really shouldn't have I even uh put it as a uh as I was a senior but mm. I wasn't so um so. I got under the radar yeah yeah I think a lot of us learn from us wow. Our <laughs> I hope they don't listen to this show at the studio <laughs> I didn't even graduate high school <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's what's really what's two plus two, Joe? Seven. <laughs> he passes the animation right, right. test. Top count right here. Count. Yeah. Well, I don't have to work with numbers. So I just have to draw them. What about um, the pieces of paper? That you have to number them. Yeah, usually I get called out on that. Really <laughs> no, but um, it really wasn't that bad. Um, you know, at all. Uh, I was kind of nervous about it. Uh, luckily, my dad was a. Uh, artist and uh he had an art degree and he's like i never did anything with my art degree and <laughs> it's like a lot of people um it was interesting because i remember uh, bobby podessa and mark walsh came down from pixar um to do a lecture and i was talking to them and they both went to CalArts at the same time and and uh mark walsh left without a degree and bobby went uh, and got his degree at CalArts and and they were both arguing right there at the same time. It was like brought up, like, do I get my degree? Do I not? And mm-hmm. like that. So, and uh, I mean, there's no degree required for animation. No, there's not. Was it more of a personal family kind of obligation thing for? For me, I, I'm the first one with a degree in my whole family. Wow. So, because <laughs> in Spain it's different. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like 
here you need a degree for anything you want to be but there yeah just for you know upscale like, so hmm. yeah I figured it was kind of a safety blanket for me, you know, because, like, there's times when I didn't want to finish. Like, it just was, it seemed like such a long, like, having to get through math classes and stuff, you know, because out of Cal State, you have to, you have to do everything. Yeah. And which is a good thing, but I just always figured that, well, if this art thing doesn't work out, you know, I can, I can at least have a degree, so. Mm -hmm. So, um, maybe we should also back up for, like, getting into the schools you guys went to, what? Curious, I don't think your school was really for animation, right? <laughs> no, it wasn't. When I was getting ready to go to college, I always wanted to go to CalArts because I read in the art of animation <laughs> and had all the interviews <laughs> of the Disney animators because I've wanted to do this since I was like four, um, that everybody kind of went to CalArts and then they came to Disney. And um, when I started looking at colleges, Disney had just announced that there was going to be no more 2D. <laughs> and so I was afraid that I would go to CalArts Psych. and not have a job. <laughs> but I also, I also don't think I was good enough artistically to maybe pursue that avenue. So um, I went online, and Pixar had this list of schools for artistic choices and technical choices. And the University of Washington was at the top of the list for technical. And I thought, well... It's a, you know, a full-fledged university. I could do art and the technical side and kind of, you know, prepare myself both ways. And I ended up doing a computer science degree, which was way more technical than I had bargained for. But my dad's an electrical engineer. My mom's a chemist. So it was kind of like a natural. <laughs> I kind of came out and I was like, I want to be an artist. And they're like, what? What's that? So um, it, was, it was difficult. It was painful. Mm -hmm. But at the end of uh, the computer science degree, they had this animation capstone. And it was this year-long course where you kind of throw a bunch of kids together from all different disciplines and try to make a film. <laughs> and I learned a lot. So that was that was good. And then after that, I, I realized that I needed to actually learn how to animate. So Animation Mentor had just popped up, and it was like a lifesaver. <laughs> mm -hmm. So... That's good. And do you use much of your computer science degree in your daily job? <laughs> Not... Or do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't really my cup of tea, but um, it's afforded me a lot of good things. You know, I'm not I'm not as terrified of the computer. If I need to write a script, I can, even though I don't really want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's been really good. And, and, you know, some of the, some of my, teachers I've learned the most from and they weren't even animation teachers but you know they, they teach you a lot about like clarity and simplicity and you know it's all applicable mm -hmm. in animation so mm -hmm. every all of the experiences you know I was a French major for a while too and even that's been useful here <laughs> I can talk to Yoshi <laughs> uh, Sarah what was your college experience like intense yeah it was kind of a it's a two-year program at CAP and they, they have an optional third year for CG, but I didn't do that because I couldn't stand CG at the time. I can stand it a little bit more now, but... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's like, at, at the time, Sheridan had a three-year course, and they were trying to do the three-year course in two years. So you were at school easily 10 hours a day. You know, I think the last... Uh, the last quarter or the second to last had had like 12 hours of life drawing in a week 
and and then all your classes with assignments and stuff. So as much as I learned really awesome things about animation and all that, I also learned um, how to make yourself do something when you don't want to and the value of sleep, which are both very important things in this industry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you do a lot of not what you want to and you don't sleep that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you never pass up the opportunity to get some sleep when you can. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, those, those sleeping bag valuable. under the desk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I fell asleep. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I don't want to spend the whole time talking about school, but just a general question for everybody: like getting into your college, um, was it difficult? Did you have to kind of do a portfolio and that whole thing to to even start from high school? I mean, if there's a kid in high school that says, "I want to go to school for animation." Um, is there any advice you could give them? I got turned once at CalArts, and then I went to another school. But then I came back to CalArts, and I got in. And uh, it took yeah, two two years. I was uh, before I got into CalArts that I went to Laguna College of Art and Design, and then took classes at the Union, like mm-hmm. the Vilpu classes, and and went to the zoo and uh, sketched at the beach and paint on my own, th- you know, my own thing. And then I really wanted to go to colors just because I heard so many things and like everyone that got out of there. And then once I was there, I, I had to go through the animation part, which I, I wanted to do design from the start mm-hmm. and going to there. I'm like, okay, I'll have to learn it. But it, I learned so much just by animating and doing, you know, film and the process of composition and everything that I'm glad that I got that. So. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because I think a lot of maybe kids think, well, I'll go to college and I'll learn, but you have to get into the college. Yeah. And like, I wish I started when I was you know, two years old, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that's a kind of important message that like you have to work from the beginning towards what you're trying oh, to yeah. do. And, yeah. yeah, all the time. Sure. <laughs> do you guys have anything similar? Because I, I went to CalArts, I remember when I was like, I guess just graduated and I showed drawings and the guy was like, you got to keep drawing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what it was that I showed him, but I know it was horrendous. This is like before I even went to drawing classes. <laughs> the guy was really nice, <laughs> but it wasn't like a application. I was just like going for advice and he was like, keep drawing. <laughs> I, went so for, was, I went for a tour there and he said, well, you need a portfolio. And I was like, what's a portfolio? Uh-huh. I didn't even know. You need to do figure drawing. That's why I never did, took out figure drawing class before mm-hmm. I went to CalArts and then after I knowing that then I yeah I took all these classes and then I got in but it's yeah. like I never taken figure drawing before but. yeah so well, let's mm-hmm. talk about portfolios then so what goes in a portfolio it's, I know this sounds basic but for CalArts people don't know I, I mean for uh, for animation school or uh, for, yeah and I guess for a job in a studio they're kind of the mm-hmm. same thing aren't they yeah uh, it's depending it depends yeah. um like one's hopefully one's hopefully better than the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are different. Yeah. I guess. Oh no, I just use my portfolio from high school. <laughs> for, for colors, they were asking. I remember just going every time when I was getting ready to go in there. Uh, they were asking for a lot of observational drawings, and they didn't want to see like designs or like you know the characters. A little bit of that, but most of of the portfolio was figure drawing and observational drawings, and then. To here, it kind of reversed. It was more like designs and color and all that, at least for visual development. Mm-hmm. And uh, the films, and then uh, less of figure drawing towards the end. Yeah, I think that points to like schools want to see kind of raw talent. Right. And yeah. the studios want to yeah. see a yeah. personal, you know, voice in your right. work. Well, it depends Count. which studio. I mean, here they like personal voice, but 
other places I've worked have been, you know, they want to see that you can do what they throw at you. Uh-huh. So technical skills. Versatility. And, yeah, versatility, yeah. Mm-hmm. diversity, chameleon-like qualities are useful <laughs> if, mm-hmm. if you can adapt to a show's style very quickly rather so than you, like, this is my style and I only do my style. You know, they, they don't want that because then you can only work in your style. You can't work on the style of whatever show they want you to do. Mm-hmm. And you worked at another studio before Disney? Uh, a couple of different studios, yeah. yeah. I, I was just going to say about the style thing. It seems like in school, it, it seems like if you have your own style, it's it's almost like, all right, that person's doing really well. well but it's like at your school, maybe not at mine. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. See, I, I, I think really? same. Well, lo- actually, Long Beach State they wanted you to have. They wanted. That's why I, I think they didn't want you ever to fit in the mold. So I guess I kind of agree with maybe from your standpoint, like. I think like, or from your standpoint, Joe, because like, uh, you know, like they they wanted to see that you're doing something completely different than what's been done before, which is I think a good that's a good thing for any college course I think to teach because we should always be continuously trying to do things that haven't been done, you know. And same with styles, I think you see a lot of you see a lot of artists out there today even that are that are you know they're kind of kind of copying each other in a way, you know, and right. not, not, not in a bad way. I mean, I, th- I think some of, some of it, they copy it and then they, they go from that. So it's not really copying, I guess, but, um, inspiring. yeah, inspired, yeah. they're inspired. By, and the thing is, I think with my, with my art, I I'm inspired by, you know, Bill Pete and all these, these greats of the past. And, you know, so, so I think it's okay. But, um, I, I do think that it's, I think for me going to Long Beach, they, um, they were really, really hard on us about that, you know, just like make sure that you're sellable in a way, you mm-hmm. know, and because they would always tell us like, you know, there's no jobs out there. So I don't know why you guys are here. It was just like that kind of a feeling, you know, and so it was like the the, the people that really wanted to, to do something, they had to like really give it their all and try to be. I think that know. there should be like a balance, you know, it's like at Colors at least what I got is like if you do half and half, be your own and also you know, be, do something yeah. like commercial, marketable. Like, yeah, yeah, marketable. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, so you have to like do because there was yeah people that were on one side like very experimental, and then other people that were like just too commercial. But then people, yeah, in the middle, you have to find the balance. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So you're saying at, at Capilano, it, there was kind of a set style. Well, no, there wasn't a set style, but it was, and people. Obviously, everyone has their own style, and and people work in their own style most comfortably. So you can always identify who did what work. But there was never that glorification of your yourself artwork. It was it was always like, well, if you can't draw this character on model, then too bad for you. You have to draw it on model. That's you know that's the name of the game. You can't draw it your way. <laughs> um, that's important. Yeah, and and it, it's a school that. It's mostly geared towards TV animation because that's where most of the jobs are in Vancouver. And with TV, you're working in a different style in every show and you have to jump right on it and do it right away because they have such tight deadlines. You don't have, you know, three months to learn how to draw your character. You have to you have to do it that first week. And, you know, they the boards, if you're doing boards for TV, they're, you know, I don't know, two and a half inches by three inches. They're tiny little squares and you have to draw the characters on model in that square and basically animate them from panel to panel which are side by side you can't flip them on top of each other and and they blow those up for the layout overseas i mean that's what they use to animate off Mm -hmm. of so you have to you have to have the technical skill to get it right and they want that from the people coming out of school so that's what they teach you to do 
there isn't there isn't time for frittering. Right. <laughs> and I, I would imagine as an animator, that's a really good thing to have to be able to yeah. like follow a model sheet. And especially like here, like a beginning animator, you're not going to have your own character and your own design. So mm-hmm. you have to get really good at drawing the way your supervisor's drawing. I mean, that was the thing that I, I got for years. It's like, you know, not just draw the way they draw, but animate the way they animate. <laughs> and, and just like be that person as much as you can with your own voice kind of thrown in there somewhere. But yeah. if you take it over, then it's not the same character. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, you know, one overall thing, which I know that, you know, probably a lot of the people that listen to this podcast, they, I'm sure they know this, but, you know, the figure drawing thing is actually, I, that's very, very important. I, I still, you know, I see it in, I mean, we all, as as we're continuing to grow as artists too, like we continue to realize, I mean, I, for me, I, I realize how, how much my drawings are horrible. Like I need to get better at figure. And so it's always good to have that you know, so just throwing that out there like that, that really should be like a really important thing that, um, you know, that'll give you your core, uh, you know, not just figure thing, drawing, thing that you can go from that, not just figure drawing, but sorry about that. Um, mm-hmm. but gesture drawing as well, like, yes. especially if you want to be in going into animation, you know, um, you know, there can be yep. beautiful renderings, but it's not going to help you if you, if you can't draw really fastly uh fast and put it in motion you know yeah learning how to put something on paper really quickly is a tremendous asset it's interesting that joe was saying that because uh i took this one figure drawing class from this from this one teacher who's very very good he could he could totally draw you and it would be perfect you know but he he did it he did it sounds good (laughs) oh yeah he drew me all the time no but it, it was it, he had he had a method to it. He had a he had a way of of you know basically like sculpting it out on the paper, you know. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, not that that was not good. It was just it was another way to look at it. But what Joe was saying is like, um, you know, really trying to get that gesture done. That was something that I didn't have a lot of at at Long Beach, and so you know, I think mm-hmm. CalArts probably had more of that kind mm, of stuff. No, no, <laughs> no. Okay. But here they have it, right? Yeah, Cal, yeah. CalArts was uh, it, it's very. Um, if you if you one thing about getting into that school and um, that is that pleases them is using uh, going as abstract as you can. It's that's the problem is there's a certain style that's developed there over the over the over the years that's like not really having an understanding of anatomy, but already taking liberties of uh, distorting the form without any kind of real structure to it. And just, Oh, it's really uh, abstract. And it's really just, you know, it's, it's, it's about the feeling and using, Oh, you used hot pink with neon green. Well, they, they want That's to also uh, com- compose, you know, compose the, the, yeah. the, the paint, I mean the, the page you it's, know, it's to a, learn to composition with the figure drawing and they look at mm. more like a stage. It's it's a Instead beautiful of like kind of figure thing. drawing, and uh-huh. they do, like, but they have other classes too that are more gesture. It, yeah, yeah, that's the thing mm-hmm. is they do they do offer it's 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 almost like at least for I found like Eckers class. yeah Eckers class is great, but like for for I think like just going out and trying drawing in your sketchbook is probably the most valuable thing and cheapest thing to do yeah <laughs> to be honest yeah i was gonna say if, if someone's yeah. out there scratching their head like what are they what do they mean by gesture drawing it's it's the sketchbook yeah, it, stuff it's, it's yeah quick. it's just like quickly you know like i i found my best spot was at barnes and noble i would just sit by the magazine aisle and what i ended up getting was a lot of people you know in a standing position leaning on a shelf 
reading a magazine. So that was a lot of my sketchbook for a while until I kind of mixed it up. But yeah. just learning to um, to find those quick quick shapes for things, you know. And, the beach is good. Yeah, the beach is really good. The beach is great, yeah. If you've got a beach. (laughs) (laughs) Or the bitter cold. The beach in Vancouver is not so good. (laughs) Well, no, the beaches in Vancouver are fine. The beaches in Salt Lake, not so much. Yeah, yeah, that was was all the life drawing I had until I went to school was sketching people. Mostly school cafeteria or where else did I draw people? It used to be you could go to the airport, which was great. You could just go and hang out at the gates. Everyone else is busy. (laughs) But you can't do that anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Drawing your blueprints. Yeah. <laughs> Red arrows on your page. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that so much. Uh, but, you know, if, if you have a plane ticket, you can, while you're waiting for your flight, you can sketch at the airport. Um, yeah, coffee shops, though, of course, you get a lot of people sitting and reading. Uh, the bus bus is a great place to draw people get really good at drawing people from behind on the bus, <laughs> which I, people... They say that three-quarter back is the hardest angle, but that's because they haven't drawn enough people on the bus. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and hands, too, people holding on to the poles in the bus. That's, that's a good reference. Yeah, it seems to me like the figure drawing is for, like, your, your knowledge of what to draw. And that's, your like, all your homework. And then the gesture mm-hmm. drawing is mm-hmm. how to tell a story with that information yeah. as fast as possible, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a really difficult skill to, to develop. You know, it just takes a long time to, you know... To be able to look at somebody and go, okay, what, what is the story there? What is, what is that person thinking? How can I get that across paper? And how can I manipulate that? How can I make it my own thing? Like, how could I, um, you know, add, add a, make this thing a character, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a hard thing to do, but. Also having the self-discipline to get out there and go and do it yourself. And yeah. Have people look over your shoulder. My brother can draw that better than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, really? Yeah, the worst is at the zoo. No, it's like yeah, uh, yeah. you'll oh, hear yeah. everything. You'll hear everything. It's like yeah. oh, it's ugly. At least I get that a lot. <laughs> You're drawing a monkey. No, uh, this is an elephant. <laughs> That's why I have a fear of public drawing. <laughs> yeah. We we got we got an opportunity to uh, go with Andreas to the zoo and draw it and uh, do some animal drawings with him and sketching people and stuff that was just awesome andrea stasia yeah 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 name dropper <laughs> well no i, I didn't know if you said Deja. i didn't know if you guys know yeah and <laughs> then he reviewed listening. them afterwards well, and yeah. i was petrified uh, of everyone well, yeah, he was, was, yeah he was drawing lions and i was standing next to him and i was like oh hey i'm gonna draw some lions next to yeah that's his Mr. Lion. And I, I just, I took one look at what he was doing, and I just backed right up, <laughs> just got right out of there. But I think even that process of watching him draw, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you're just picking up stuff, or watching each other. I mean, people think that drawing is an isolate thing, but it's like, if you can watch someone else do it, you can pick up a lot of yeah. shortcuts oh, yeah. and, and different ways of thinking about shapes and just how to block something in. You're just like, oh, I never thought of that, and I think it can open up a lot of doors for you. Mm-hmm. That's that's I think the best form of learning really is just like I, I learned so much from coming here and um, and uh, also at Calards you know when in school when the teacher would lay down a new sheet of paper on top of yours and correct your drawing or something like that and you really start to see like oh that's what I did wrong oh man it's like so off but it's how do how do I how do I get it uh, for, you know how do I and just just seeing them lay it down so confidently it's just it's it's a you really, really learn a lot, uh, especially with a mentor kind of program here. Is, um, 
get that kind of one-on-one experience, and that's what's really invaluable. Oh, I just had one more school question, actually, for Kira. Yeah. For uh, Animation Mentor, they require some sort of application, right? They, don't just they do, but thankfully they require no portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> so how does that work? Well, basically, they hold you to a grade standard. So um, I think... I don't know what the the process may have changed mm-hmm. now because I kind of joined early on. I think I was class number three. Okay. Um, but I basically just had to apply and maybe write in like a little paragraph about why I wanted to do it. They want to mm-hmm. make sure people are serious. And then you have to maintain above like a C grade or right, whatever. Right. And if you don't, then you either have to repeat or you're told to... <laughs> please <laughs> go get more schooling or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So that and, was, that was really useful. <laughs> and uh, Lorelai, you, you interned at Pixar before, right? Well, I interned here oh, okay. uh, while I was in CalArts uh, at Disney. That was my third, right after my third year. Then after my fourth year at Pixar for visual development, or they mm-hmm. call it art there, art department. And, I learned, I think I learned a lot there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when I was coming, he- when I came here, I was prepared because they, there, they kind of, there was a short amount of time and the assignments that they were giving were very like, you know, concentrated mm-hmm. and every week was something and they asked a lot out of you. And I learned a lot in a short amount of time. So yeah, when I was, when I came here on the training program, I came prepared mm-hmm. <laughs> So I was with that mentality that I learned there, and then I applied it here. Right. And, and did you ever say to yourself, like, I, I, I'm always an intern. Should I, yeah, keep, should yeah. I keep being an intern or should yeah, I get after, a real job? Afterwards, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not an intern. Now what? I need, I want something <laughs> else. It's like a challenge. To me, it was like a challenge. You know, it was just, and then I, and now I'm like, oh. No, no, what? I want another one of those. <laughs> so sometimes I go, like, even now with the new trainees, I go to, they have show and tells and everything. Right. And they, I go because I miss sometimes, like, getting mentored. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that the whole, like, in, I don't know what, we have different words for it here. I, I call it an internship. I can't help it, but it's a trainee program or associate program, apprenticeship. Yeah. Yeah. But well, uh, there was the training, oh, and training then the yeah. apprenticeship is like. Yeah. I think yeah. we have to call it trainees. Yeah. 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 Well, we were in the apprenticeship program, but we were trainees. I think that's how it happened. I don't know. Right. Then they changed the name. We were. Oh, they changed yeah. it. Okay. Never confused. mind. It's, it's something to do with the end. Don't worry about it. They'll explain it to you. If you... Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. I mean, I do think that that is like one of the best opportunities you could find, you know, whether you're yeah. a student or out of school or just to yeah. get into a studio where you can kind of work unfettered from deadlines and and expectation. I mean, there's expectations, but like to have that kind of mentor program where someone's working with you, and um, I guess after it's done, you can still work with someone, but they're not obligated to help you. <laughs> yeah, like I still go bug Eric Walls all the time, and he's so gracious because he's busy on Princess and the Frog, but uh-huh. he always makes time to look at my stuff and totally appreciate that. So, and it was really, I mean, it was really scary coming here because I mean, it's like so intimidating and it was nice to have somebody that you were kind of paired up with. And mm-hmm. um, it felt like a natural progression after Animation Mentor because it was just like there are six classes in Animation Mentor. It felt like class seven, but like like in high definition because uh-huh. <laughs> people were away from their <laughs> webcams. <laughs> there wasn't a 10-second delay. <laughs> and I'm wondering also about mentors. Did uh, I mean, I'm sure you got a lot of advice from mentors, but 
was there anything in particular that any of you picked up that you kind of always remind yourself of or or you're thankful that they they stopped and kind of gave you that talk that day i have a post-it note on my desk that says antic and recoil with an angry face on it (laughs) (laughs) well i made it for myself after about the sixth time eric told me about it it's like you need more antic and recoil antic and recoil antic and recoil (laughs) so i yeah (laughs) <laughs> the elderly post-it note is glaring at me every day and mm-hmm. it can recoil. Cool. I always, uh, Randy would, uh, Randy Haycock was my mentor and, uh, he'd always say like, you care too much about the drawings and not, not the movement and everything. Like, oh, that's right. And I, th- I was like, I thought I was making progress. And then one point my teacher from college was like, and he really cared about that, those drawings enough. The, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, still think about that. I remember Eric Walls, he was my mentor, and he would, um, I would show him my blocking. The first time I showed him my blocking, he was like, whoa, that's way too much stuff. Like, he made me take it down to three, like, golden poses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it improved it so much. I mean, he really <laughs> saved my life here because, um, I, you know, I was just, I think when you're animating, you want to make things move, and so you make things move way too much, and... He just like helped me simplify it and put only what was needed in there. And, you know, and then I would continue to mess it up and he would pull me back. And Mm -hmm. so it was really a good lesson in simplification. Yeah. Going off that simplification. uh, So for story, it's, you know, it crosses over. It's the same kind of thing as as animation as well. But um, my mentor was Don Hall. Um, He's a head of story here. Uh, actually a director here, but, um, anyways, he, uh, I, he's told me so many things that are really valuable. Um, but I, I think the main thing is he just, it's, it's like that constant, you know, when I'll do, when I'll do my scene and I'll pitch it to him and I'll have to, I'll have to, you know, say, come on over, check this out. And, and he comes over, takes his time out. I pitch him my scene and then just seeing how he, uh, simplifies it, you know, it, that's, to me, I've, I've learned a lot about just getting to the, the heart of, of what I'm trying to say, you know, and trying to make it as clear as possible. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's nice too, that he, he lets me work rough so I don't have to tie everything down and make it perfect all, you know, at the beginning, but, but, uh, you know, just mainly just having someone to look over your shoulder and, and constantly be throwing drawings, throwing your drawings that you think are great. You know, you're excited about a drawing or something. He just goes, you know, it's gone. And then you realize, Oh, I shouldn't care so much about that. That's for story though. You know, I don't know. Animation might be different. But I mean, that's kind of the internship phase, but it doesn't change that much. No, does it? (laughs) No. Cause I mean, I actually still have him as my mentor. He's still kind of taking me under his wing. Uh So it's good. Cause it's, it's just a constant, like, um, you know, I, I have to, I have to come to, I have to, you know, well, you guys have it with dailies and stuff, you know, you have to show your stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we have to do that with the directors as well. But, uh, it's just nice to have somebody that is under the directors that can pick your stuff apart, you know, be able to pick their brain. So, right. That's one thing that was really intimidating, but invaluable coming here is, uh, just everyone being really open with you about your work and having the reviews. And like, I remember the first time going up into this room table was like, how many chairs deep? Like thousand. thousand. (laughs) Yeah. It was about a thousand chairs deep. And, uh, 
big screen at the end and you had to show your uh you had to show your work and you had to go and stand at the end of the table <laughs> down in the sitting in these thousand chairs or <laughs> are basically all the people that help shape my childhood with <laughs> 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 and there you are, and it feels like you're standing in your underwear just being like, hey, what do you think? And then it's like, <laughs> seriously, it's like, you have your you have your animation screen at the other end, and and there they are, and they're, um, you know, they're just giving you their, their thoughts and their critiques, and at first it's like, oh, be nice, be nice, but it's like, you want to, at the same time, you want to hear, you know, the feedback, uh, like you know, to help you improve. And when they do, it's just like, it, it was, uh, it's really awesome. Cause it just, you know, uh, yup. <laughs> Summon it up. <laughs> when I did these, uh, I'm not going to put this on the show. When I did the bolt interviews, like I had to sit on camera and talk and I would talk and that I didn't know when to stop. So I'd, every, everything I said ended with, Yeah. <laughs> It's terrible. <laughs> um, okay, so maybe we should just talk about, you know, your expectations of what it would be like to be in a studio. And did the studio meet those expectations? Or, or were you like, this is not what I signed up for? We can talk about this? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Is it what you thought it would be? Or is it different? Or I, I didn't really, I, I mean, at the beginning, we were assigned mentors, like all of us, but we kind of didn't really have like classes or anything. We kind of were thrown, like the, at least the visual development uh, trainees were just thrown into the production since the beginning. Because at the, well, we had like a week where we were not doing anything and we were going crazy. So we were like asking our mentors to give us like an assignment or something, but they would just give the, give us like work for the production. And then we just started like going to the meetings, you know, with the directors and everything. Mm-hmm. So I didn't expect that since the just beginning. Just throwing right in. Yeah, just throwing right in. And at the beginning was a little intimidating, but then it just kind of became natural mm-hmm. every time. So I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was always told that the movies were made by Walt Disney. <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> Learn that. He took all the credit. <laughs> Do you want like working at Disney specifically or just working at a studio? Anywhere, anywhere. The the weirdest thing for me, I mean, I I'd known people who worked in animation before I even went to school, so I kind of had an idea of what it was like. And of course there's the making of things which mm-hmm. Now, thankfully, they have on DVDs, but for a while, it was like they'd have a half-hour special on ABC or something about mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast and yeah. see how the movie was made, and and that was cool. And then they switched to Movie Surfers, which is useless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, so you kind of get an idea from that um, at what a studio is like and what goes on in the walls. But the thing that surprised me most starting work at a studio Actually, it was just, it was visiting. It was visiting Disney for the first time, which was even before I went to college. Um, is how small and nondescript the place that these things come from is. Syntax on that sentence is wacky, but <laughs> it's like it, you it's 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 a little gray room with cubes in it, 
And, and you know, you, you grow up with these movies and you see these movies and it's like a world and these living characters and they, they don't exist anywhere. They just, they somehow come out of these cubes and it's, it's like this world that's, <laughs> that's held in people's heads. It's like this, this sort of other dimension that they all are plugged into and, and that's the only place it exists until it turns up at the movie theater and then it's in everybody else's heads too but but what floor are you working on (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't have that (laughs) it was yeah but we we came to visit um when they were working on atlantis and there was like i like this is it sad sad time but it was like it's where frog is now but it was just a little maze of dark rooms and there was like some artwork up on the walls but you'd have no idea there was a whole movie floating in the air above that Mm -hmm. it it was it was really weird and i'm used to it now like i've i've lost that though it might be because i'm tapped into whatever the hive mind is or we're all living in the movie right but it's it's odd to step back from it and and realize that nothing exists it's all just lines on paper and mm-hmm. sound and stuff like that i mean consciously you think well of course it doesn't exist they don't shoot it on a set or anything they're not going to build a world but the, especially as a kid you know these movies are so real it, it, it obviously exists somewhere so it's it's weird <laughs> it's just it's just a room a room with people in it there's no movie anywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> It's really weird sitting in dailies and just like seeing the backs of, you know, like Andreas's head and Mark's head. And I'm like, you know, Mark, Andreas killed your dad. (laughs) (laughs) You know? It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like that kind of thing right there, you know? It's really mean. it's, it's, It's just amazing that these performances and everything just come out of, you know, people walking around in the hallways and mm-hmm. and these memories just came out of their heads and came from their hearts. It's unbelievable. I I, th- I think as a as a kid growing up watching all this stuff too, it's like you know you see all these performances and you know you're just like wow how did they do that and then you find out who the animators are and then you get the art of book and you look at all the drawings and you're just like oh gosh I can't draw like that you know and so you just I think it's just you build up in your mind that, you know, it. it's just, and it is very high and lofty. I mean, it, it's just amazing stuff that, that these guys do here. Um, but I think that coming here, it just add, it added to that because it's like you, you see these guys in the hallways that, you you know, you've looked up to for a long time and and you're, you're, you just have normal conversations with them and stuff. So it's like you just, I think it's like you, you kind of very quickly get to that, you want to get to that place where you're not, you know, geeking out too much about the people you work around. I don't, I don't think they like that very much. <laughs> Not that I have any personal experience with that, or anything, but, uh, um, no, I think it's, it, it just was kind of, um, it was such a, a great thing. And I, I still am reminded, you know, I'll come in here some days and I'll just, you know, see someone walk in the bathroom and I'll go in there too. And I'll be like, wow, <laughs> Hey, this is amazing. Uh, this is awkward. We're going to the bathroom together. I think this is awkward. You're going to have to edit this part. Out. No. You know. So, yeah. Anyways, these, it's just, uh, it, yeah, it's all people making the movies. Yeah, I think. Summing it up. You know, it that. took me a couple of years, but you realize that they are just people. Yeah. They're yeah. really talented people, but. Mm-hmm. I haven't know. quite realized that yet. <laughs> well, I, 
I think what it is too, You're it's like you, the halls. I think you always, for me, like I always thought that you know they just would never, they would never want to talk to the likes of us, or you mm. know. But the the people here are just so willing to you know come over and and look at your artwork, or you know if you've got something that you want to get an opinion on or whatever, because everybody here wants to make great stuff, you know, and it's it's just that attitude of you know. Um, community you know where they they really want to plus everybody's work mm-hmm. and stuff and so i i think that that was that was a, a surprise i guess because I, I just didn't know it was going to be like that and it was just great to to be able to go hey come on over check this out and they're like okay sure yeah i think that's horrible something else Try i realized again. too is like you know it's it's different like geeking out and saying oh that scene you did of you know scar or whatever it's different than saying to a person like you did a really good job on that scene because those guys like to hear that too like mm-hmm. an honest opinion of like good job or you know even even stuff where you, you might criticize them and, and it's hard to say like you could have done better but um i think that they like to hear all that stuff well the other day actually i was i'm working uh, on a project with bernie madison right that madison right now and and uh sitting in this room and i'm i'm i put up this model sheet of this character because i thought that you know this is kind of the character, this is kind of the attitude I want to go for in, in you know, the scene. And uh, so I was, you know, just going over, like, how appealing this character was and how great it was. And then, you know, Bernie goes, oh, yeah, well, I, I made that model sheet. And, like, everyone's oh. like, you suck up, you know. And it was just <laughs> like, you know. But, yeah, you know, it's really cool. Wow. So. End of interview. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> Suck up, <laughs> <laughs> animation podcast. <laughs> Even though you're fairly new at the studio, do you feel like you have a voice in the stuff we're making? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that. Uh, uh, sorry, I'll just jump. Well, for for, for the story, for uh-huh. the story end of it, when when we came in as just the trainee level, and they brought us on to uh, the project I worked on was uh, Princess and the Frog. And it was great because they gave me just little bits and pieces, but I was able to at least, you know, uh, again, my, my mentor was the head of story on, on frog. So, um, you know, I was able to go right to him and, and he was, he was able to facilitate that. I mean, not that that was the only reason that that idea was facilitated. The other, the other mentors were great too. Um, but, uh, you know, I was able to throw an idea out and everyone was able to do that, that was working on production stuff. And, and, uh, you see some of those moments that have now gotten into the film. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, I think that, that there is contribution that happens. I think that, you know, maybe it's, it varies in different aspects, you know, um, as we go and stuff, but, uh, for, for the level that we're at, I think, I think they let us in, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was really intimidating at first because i don't know i sort of have this perception of disney movies are just a force of nature and they exist and there's there's nothing you can do about them they just happen and and the idea that i could actually affect what happened with a disney movie it was just like whoa that's way too much responsibility but then either out of stupidity or excess balls or something i there's some stuff that really bothered me about a, a part in frog and i stomped and yelled about it and they listened to me uh-huh. <laughs> which was absolutely unexpected but really encouraging yeah i heard about this <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah and so, <laughs> and so the result it. of this was something happened in dailies 
Is that right? Oh, oh gosh. Yeah, well, that was sort of a ripple from it. Um, I made a note about a scene towards the end of the movie that had been cut, and I felt it was extremely important that it be in because it's it's like the most important scene for a character's arc. And um, I came in on a Sunday because I'm busy working the rest of the week. Like, we're not allowed to work Sundays, but I came in to write this essay on why this scene had to be in this movie. And I sent it to the directors on Sunday night, kind of, you know, going, oh, no, I'm going to get fired. (laughs) But I I was just really passionate about this scene. So I sent it in. And then um, on Monday... I passed Ron in the hall. He's like, I got your note. And, you know, this is, is real written. You know, we were talking about it. And then on Tuesday, we had heard the week before that Lassiter was going to be in dailies. And and so, you know, we're all like, oh, we have to show our stuff to Lassiter. Ah. And and Lassiter was in the room. And, and, and when my scene came up, Monica said, Sarah, stand up. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I stand up. Like, oh, that's my scene. And, and at the end of dailies, um, he came up to me and he's like, thank you for your note. That was that was really well thought out or something. I forget exactly what he said. And and he said that they were putting that scene back in the movie. So, hurrah. We all clap. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I never got that. <laughs> no, it, was, it was either that better or, notes. It was either that or a pink slip. So, you know, She's I'm glad it worked out the way it did. She's downplaying it? Yeah, there was like confetti all kinds of <laughs> I heard it. He brought her a cake. I'm serious. He was baking all night. Yeah. That's right. Sarah, I baked you this cake. It's amazing. Sorry. I'm so excited about this cake. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Um. Yeah, this whole thing's gonna be like five minutes long. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, so, in terms of input, do you guys have any? I mean, you, if you disagree, you can disguise your voice. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I really feel like I mean, so, shockingly, so that people feel open to listen to my opinions, even though I'm no expert and. I'm really low on the totem pole. You're you know, an expert, I, promise. No, <laughs> but no, like I feel, I feel free to send. It's it's really cool when they have screenings of the movies. I always send in notes, and I, I, like Sarah, it's like I kind of feel like oh, this is maybe a little gutsy for the little apprentice to, <laughs> to voice what she thinks of these movies. Um, but I've always gotten emails back from like the directors saying thanks for your notes, or you know, Ron or John will stop me in the hall, or you know. Nathan and Byron. I mean, everybody's just been really... I mean, I don't know what they really think of my notes, but, <laughs> <laughs> but they're always very pleasant, and my card still works to get mm-hmm. into the building, mm-hmm. so I'm <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I don't know if it's by coincidence or not, but sometimes <laughs> your notes, that note will be addressed in the movie, and it's whether it was your perfect, perfectly written note or if it was like 10 people wrote the same thing and they realized that was a trend that had to be fixed, but... It always kind of feels good when you're like, hey, they did my note. Yeah. Well, and that's what's encouraging, too, is I feel like, well, I want to say what I think, because if other people agree and they get, you know, 10 of those same notes, then they'll maybe actually do it, you know? And so I feel encouraged just to repeat those things. Right. It's that whole thing of like, well, my vote doesn't count, but it does. Right. Yeah. Well, a lot of times, too, just, like, throwing an idea out there will build. Like, I mean, again, this is for story, and I know that every department's different, but... 
it's like you throw an idea out there and then it's built upon and animation i'm sure is the same exact <laughs> thing and so is VizDev. it's like you, you throw something out on the table and then you know yeah you can be fearful that they're gonna hate it and they're you know what did you because i say a lot of stupid stuff i'm probably said a lot of stupid stuff on this <laughs> podcast but uh but you know the thing is is that um all that stuff is valuable and i, I feel like they do kind of take that into to um regard here so yeah no if you yeah they are open to give your opinion and they either take it or leave it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you're not always right but and uh, they want your opinion because i think you know we come from another generation and maybe they're not used to that mm-hmm. so it's good to speak yeah. up yeah. <laughs> sometimes even if you if it's not negative, but if it's if you're honest about something and you know you say it nicely, I've got in trouble. You're before. a very honest person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got in trouble. So you, you've learned how to temper your opinion. <laughs> yeah, they, no, they, yeah, they've told me before. I think that's something too. Like no matter who you are, the work you're putting out there, you're not alone. It's like this whole studio is kind of your safety net, and the people you're showing it to are are there to help you or to every comment usually is to make it better. Yeah. And it's a passion is to make that you want a movie to look good and to, you know, be good. So it's like, if you can give an opinion, then it's, if it's valuable, sometimes I'm, I get too passionate. I'm like, there's no such thing. (laughs) No such thing as too passionate. No, not at all. But yeah, I definitely think you, it's amazing to see how much of a voice that you actually do have. If you provide it, you know, um, I I think they've been really kind of, especially to me and Lorelai, has been very um, uh, open to suggestions um, and everything. It's it's in and uh, really greatly appreciated. I think too. So. so like with you guys, kind of without going into the whole details of <laughs> spilling the beans on the well, just the story in general or like what you were talking about. Yeah. I mean, you you saw a sequence in the movie that you felt like you could have some input on, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that, well, you know, yeah, we're not going to go into the full story, but it was a great opportunity. Like, we're like, let's do something great. I mean, you know, on our own time. Uh-huh. And yeah. we, just because we wanted, we were so excited about doing something different. Trying and, something new. Yeah, yeah, trying something new and, you know, and just give it to them and be like, oh, you can take it or leave it. And mm-hmm. they did take a few things and they're like, didn't take the other uh-huh. you know but it was but, i'm glad that we got to do it because we got to do whatever we wanted and then yeah. show them and then they can right yeah it was it was really cool because we we kind of just done this test on you know on the side without showing anybody just kind of the way we thought you know what what we would like to be able to bring to it and um and then we had a meeting at like <laughs> like four hours after we finished it in at like five in the morning and um and we had a big meeting and it was with uh was with the directors uh, a lot of the supervisors with uh ian gooding the art director and eric goldberg and and uh it was uh we didn't really know what to make of it we were kind of like at least i was expecting what you did this on the side like you did this what are you trying to pull here you know Mm -hmm. but it was it was it was really great it was kind of like huh but maybe they had a meeting later on on the side (laughs) (laughs) and then they went on (laughs) but it was it was really it was really um cool to see how well received that was you know yeah when we did it yeah, we tried, we did, we were glad that we got to do whatever we wanted. Mm-hmm. So that was like the most fun. And then, you know, they can take it or leave it. And yeah. the, I always kind of look at like writing notes or doing something like that as 
like it's your license to complain later because you've you've kind of put yourself out there you've said your piece and like if you hadn't written notes then what right do you have to like complain about the story in the end it's the same kind of thing where it's like you did your thing you said your piece and like now you can complain all you want when it's not the way you like it (laughs) i think i think one thing that i've found too with going off this is that you know as we write notes and as we contribute and things, you know, you realize that this place is just built off of, you know, you've got the director's opinions, which is the key. You know, you've got John Lasseter, who's, who's a, you know, big presence in this company, which is great. Um, but um, it's just interesting because it's like, you know, you, you, you say stuff and then it, it just kind of, if it's good enough, it'll, it'll hold up and it'll stay true, you know, but it's like, um, uh, where, where was I going with that? I lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, you, okay. So that's what it was. You just realize that <laughs> movies are made off of, it, like, you, you. I would always think that, you know, these things were just toiled over for, you know, eons. And they actually are toiled over for a very <laughs> long time. But at a, at a point, there's a decision that gets made. And it's like, we're just going to go with this. And I had a chance to work on um, actually several of the songs in, in Frog, which is really cool. Um but I, I saw kind of how the, how those work because a lot of times we'll get a song and, you know, we got to come up with stuff to fit along with that song. And, you know, you, you, you brainstorm for a little while, you, you pin up gags, you know, and you just kind of t- sit back and you go, all right, that, that looks pretty good. Yeah, I like this thing. And you just kind of organize it and then you just kind of just choose something, you know. And then once you get that figured out, then you have to pitch it to the director's. And then after that, then you pitch it to, you know, the next thing in the line. And, and you just realize that, you know, the best ideas hold up, but it's really just based upon, you know, just, you, you just kind of go with it. Like, oh, I, I think this would be right. And mm-hmm. then it ends up on the screen later on. And then it's just, that, I think that's a huge surprise for me. It's just realizing that an idea that you can come up with in, you know, five seconds can end up on the, the screen. You know, you think that it would take you know, several days to come up with this brilliant moment or something that you've seen in past films. And maybe it just happens on an inspiration, you know, mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. very quick. So Closed yeah, door yes, and candlelight. <laughs> yeah, just the ambiance <laughs> brings you to that moment. I, I do, like, some designs and, like, like they're asking for, like, 20 things. So I do, and then they, they're like, oh, yeah, this one. And I'm, I'm like, really? He's like, just the <laughs> most unexpected. They'll think I'm like, oh, okay. And then if I yeah. think it too much, then he's like, no, 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 we want that. <laughs> it's just, yeah, the most unexpected sometimes. They, they like that. That's yeah, interesting in design, like, because I'm in that process more than I ever have been just being there in the room. And it's like, out of 20 things, they can pick one. And then that one spurs 20 more things. Oh, yeah. And they'll pick one. And it's, I don't know what to equate that to, but it's like you're, you're like blowing up and then shrinking down this whole design pattern until you arrive at the final thing. It's really amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm kind of running out of questions. I'm wondering, though, is there anything in particular that's happened to you guys that, like, the most exciting thing or the best thing or is it like every day is the best day Kira every day is the best day <laughs> yeah, I thought so <laughs> this is like heaven for me actually the first day I came here um, Nancy the lady that does a lot of the parties and stuff here she we got our schedule of classes and I was freaking out because we had to go to the zoo with Andreas and we had character design classes with Eric Goldberg and you know I thought I might see these people in the halls mm-hmm. I never thought I'd get to interact with them <laughs> personally and um, Rough she, day. Uh, <laughs> and she she was like, "Welcome to heaven." And, <laughs> and I was yeah. like, "Thanks." <laughs> so it's been good. 
Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Can't think of anywhere I'd rather be. I think the the it I, I wouldn't say it's one occasion, but it it happens frequently, but every time it happens it kind of catches me by surprise is when I get a compliment from someone whose work I've admired for, you know, 20 years. Mm-hmm. That that is <laughs> it's, it's it's a little bit of a, a it throws me for a loop cuz for one, like I've known their name longer than I've known them, so it's it's hard to make the connection between the person and the name anyway, especially because everyone here is on a first name basis, and you know you know the whole name, you see the name that's in the credits, and it's not you know when you say hi Duncan in the hall is not you know is not the same Duncan. But <laughs> <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's so good to get critiques too. Yeah. And to, like, oh no, absolutely. To, to like, have from from these are... people you've always looked up because they're you know like I would much rather have critiques from someone who really knows their stuff you know yeah and critiques are way more useful than compliments Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's still amazing (laughs) whenever someone amazingly talented says hey that looked pretty good what it did right across from bernie and he's Mm -hmm. just like sometimes he's like can i show you something i'm like yeah (laughs) like i go into the room and then he's like I'm going to pitch this to you and see what you think. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do I think? <laughs> and he just starts doing the voices and like pitching the, the whole thing. And it's just like, oh, it's, it's so amazing. It's like, you know, he's worked with Disney before. And it's just like so inspiring to be with, you know, all these great people here. It's, yeah. And with talking to Glenn too, it's like, I it it takes a while to disconnect at the beginning, you know, like when we show, like when we worked on the test and we show them and with Joe and, and when we I show like some stuff and just listen to him. It's just so inspiring. But then just, yeah, it's, you know, I grew up with all these films. So it's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it's like, um, you never really think like, uh, as a kid that any of this, at least for me, like when I was, when I grew up, like I always looked up to those guys and looked through the art of animation books and like, you know, this is Andreas Deja. He animated Scar and man, what a, you know, that's amazing. And then like, you know, I kind of take for granted because like last week it was like, Andreas was like, Oh, did you just see the Susan Boyle YouTube video? You have to come into my office and check it out. It's amazing. And it's like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I got a little bit of work. All right, sure. You know, it's like, like, wait, no, what? Excuse me? (laughs) She has a voice like an angel. (laughs) So, so, you know, you have to like, you know, just slap yourself sometimes and be like, what? Oh my gosh. Look what, you know, uh, because, I mean, I love working on the film, but, you know, in between not, isn't necessarily the most sat- creatively satisfying job, but it is amazing to be able to work with, you know, these artists and and um, and just being able to uh, learn from them when you get the chance. It's, it's awesome. I was just going to say, uh, kind of going back to, you know, anyone who's looking at going to school for animation or whatever uh, is art, you know, story too. Um, but also people that are looking to go from school to actually getting a job somewhere. Um, I, I think that the, probably the best thing that happened for me was, uh, you know, I, I got out of school and I spent a little bit of time. I realized that my portfolio was really, really weak. And 
so I, I I just drew people and I drew you know stories. I com- I came up with a bunch of stories and then I you know spent a good six months really trying to figure out what what I want to have a portfolio um, look like. And uh, so I put all that together and just gave it a chance. I just gave it a shot. And I, th- I think that just to encourage anyone out there that, you know, is very, very passionate about, um, about doing animation, I, I think that, you know, you, you, I think you've got to probably have that drive, you know, you've got to want, you've got to really want it. And I think that's, it seems like that's what gets noticed is the fact that I think they can see in your work that, um, you've got ideas and you've got things that you want to get out there that are, you know, actually, you know, it, sh- it shows something, you know, I, th- I think that that, the fact that I was able to send that off and I got a call back, like, I think that was the coolest thing, you know, and just, just saying that it, I think it can happen. It just takes a, you know, it's not something that just happens simply, you know, like you have to really go through the motions and, and really love, love what you do. Cause I think, uh, you know, I think one of the best, Going back to that, other, the other question of the best advice, I think it was, I remember Mark Andrews, I went to this thing uh, before I actually met him, um, but I remember him talking at this uh, this talk conference thing, and, and uh, you know, he said that story is is like war, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing, and so just kind of prepping my mind for that, and then finally when I actually, you know, dealt you know, kind of seeing, seeing what that's like. It's like, it really is like that. You've got to, you've got to want it bad enough that you're going to, you're going to stick through those hard, you know, the, the hard bullets flying past you and stuff. And, um, so anyways. Awesome. You, you answered my uh, question before I asked it, but I was going to say, no, no, don't be sorry. I was just going to say if there's, if you guys had advice, if there's someone out there in the world that's like, Oh, I'm thinking of going into animation. I think I'd really like it. Like, what would you say? Um, see if there's a... I, I know that both at, at Capilano and Sheridan, they have a sort of summer school where you can go and see if it's for you. And if it's not for you, immediately head over heels in love. Stay out of animation. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really... You're married to it. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's someone once... I forget who it was. I think it was one of my teachers. Compared it to being married to a... a term an old drunk no it was, it was <laughs> like being married to someone with with like a, a mental illness because it won't love you back and it it is unpredictable and you never know what the next day is going to be like but you just have to love it with all your soul or else it'll drive you crazy so or or maybe it's like having a, a mentally ill child or something but that sort of relationship like it has you if you aren't absolutely in love with it it, you'll burn out really quickly because it's really really demanding Mm -hmm. i think the best advice is just just be really passionate for what you do and um i think drive is the one thing that'll get you there to be honest is is if, if that's what you want it's a and, and know what you want and just stick with it through, you know, cause you make mistakes all the time <laughs> and all, you know, all the way down the line, you'll make mistakes, but you just have to, you know, pick yourself up, back up, learn from it, move on and, and, uh, and learn from it and just in, and love what you do. Cause it's, uh, 
it's a very demanding, very demanding. And, uh, but the rewards are amazing. <laughs> so. I mean, it, it, yeah. And this, and this place yeah. is like, it's, you know, the animation, the industry in general, it's all about making mistakes and then just get it. It's like, you, you realize after seeing these movies get made, you know, they're, they're a mess for a long time, you know, and everyone's honest about that. Like everyone knows that. And if they know that, then they, it's like a built in into our psyche, you know, it's like, okay, we know it's going to be horrible, but it's going to get to the point where it's going to be good, you know? And it's, it's that, it's the same thing, you know, it's just like it, in our, in our own personal things too, you know, just gotta get past those horrible things and get better each time. Yeah. Yeah. I was horrible for a long time. But it's that thing, like, you have to put yourself out there and you have to keep doing it. And, mm-hmm. and like, with you taking time after school to, to work on your portfolio, it's like, had you not done that, you probably wouldn't be here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd say, like, if once you've decided that, yes, animation is for me, like, don't get discouraged if, you know, if you don't feel like there's a straight path to the studio. I mean, I did a whole other degree that I felt like had very little relation <laughs> to actually animating but it's all like, it's all come together. I'm using little bits, you know, all those experiences. I mean, animation is about observing and yeah. all of those experiences helped yeah. me. And I mean, I think, I think Glenn said one time that the best book on animation he read was Magic Johnson's and it was nothing, <laughs> it was nothing about animation. But it was Have like, you read it? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it's just don't get discouraged. And then the other thing is surround yourself with people who are better than you. You know, it it really helps if somebody's actually in the industry and in the studio because I think that they um, know sort of what what people are expecting, the level of quality. But if you just surround yourself with people that are better and you get to watch them draw or watch them animate, that, like, that's the biggest thing that helps me. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Following along the line of um, of n- not necessarily having a clear path to the studio, once you finally get through school and are looking for work, don't turn up your nose at anything. Like anything that gets your foot in the door, even if you're running copies on some really awful TV show, just being in a studio, learning how it works, learning how the production is run, um, learning how to to do stuff you hate <laughs> and mm-hmm. sucking it up and doing it and not getting airs and graces that will really help you. And you learn everything from every production that you're on. Even if it's, you know, a, a commercial that lasts three weeks, you, you learn something from it. I agree. Yeah. And I, 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 I always give that advice, just start where you can, but I also add no one to move on. Like mm-hmm. don't get comfortable and don't, if you've kind of topped out at a place, like look for the next hardest place you know like just keep putting yourself into a situation this this is what i do (laughs) i put myself into a place where i i know i'm not prepared for it but every time something about being an artist or whatever it like pulls you up and you can fulfill that that job so i just keep telling people just aim for what you can't do and somehow it happens yeah that's great that's great and having fun like you know i one thing that I found so useful is like drawing from films and painting from films. It's like because of doing color keys, those, you know, things that are colors that you're not used to that you get from those films, just getting in your brain and mm-hmm. just you. Yeah. One thing yeah, that helped me a lot, like painting from films and doing like colors, color script from the films. 
Yeah. And just your those shots will and compositions and color will get into your brain and yeah, you help me. And I want to throw one thing too about uh, another thing about watching movies. So for those that are interested in story, uh, you know, one thing I learned that was pretty valuable is to watch bad movies because you're going to want to watch good movies too. But you're going to be able to when you when you. It's very easy to find out what's bad about a, a movie. You know it. And that'll help give you your instincts to be able to, you know, I'm not going to do that, mm-hmm. you know. And so so that's been helpful to just, you know, say, okay, this is research. You, I'll, I'll sit through this. Do you have this, some bad movies you know? that you'd recommend? Uh, <laughs> Don't say Xanadu. Z- Xanadu. Uh, this little one called Lawrence of the Arabia. No, <laughs> the just kidding. The no. Arabia. Lawrence the Arabia. No. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, now there's some there's some bad ones. Uh, anyways, yeah. yeah, you guys you guys won't have any problem finding them. Just, Brooklyn, you know, just, plenty of bad just, movies. There's plenty of, and you know, uh, Made in Manhattan. <laughs> Horrible. Is that Jennifer Horrible Lopez? Movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bad. <laughs> Kira. I don't like that. Movie. Okay, good. <laughs> um, another uh, thing of advice for people not necessarily just coming out of school but who might feel like they're stuck in a thankless job is to do your own stuff because that keeps you sane it keeps you it makes it able to get through the eight hours of work to go home and then do your own stuff and and or you know if you work somewhere with Cintiqs you can use a Cintiq for your own stuff after work and and that will it will help keep you improving your skills because your your standards for your own stuff will be higher than your standards for whatever crappy show you're working on and um and it keeps you enthusiastic about what you're doing like i've known lots of people who just go completely bitter and it's just a job and and they don't care anymore and they don't get better they just stop and and just do their eight hours a day but when you have something that you're passionate about that whether it's like drawing something from a book or or drawing fan art for a movie or something like just something that that makes that you care about that you can really put a lot of effort into and and make yourself get better um that or you know maybe even your own ideas which would be great except i don't have any (laughs) but uh, i draw fan art for the movies i'm working on yeah yeah, i do too (laughs) like oh look at rapunzel look at the lens flare but yeah, keep keep challenging yourself with stuff that you actually care about because it's really easy to get into a rut. And if you don't have something like if you don't have that ladder in your car that you can use to get out of your mud hole, then <laughs> then you're just stuck forever, and you'll be much less happy than even if what you do never sees the light of day. It'll it'll keep you sane, mm-hmm. which you know is not to be sniffed at. Can I just add one thing on top of that? Even even if you like really like your job i think it's valuable to on the side go out and do your own yeah you know research because the thing is you know you you get so much out from your work but there's so much out there that's not being discovered at your work that Mm -hmm. you know that can inspire you and and really help you grow and um you know when when the six o'clock hour hits uh, it doesn't mean that your creativity has to end i think even if you love what you do. I think it, it's always a, a growing and learning experience. I think that's just the way, you know, it is as, as artists, you know, yeah. I, I think that, I think that's really good advice. Cause, um, I think, well, first of all, since I've, since I've started here, I, I think I probably draw, I, I, I don't draw as much as I probably used to like doing figure drawing or gesture drawing. 
which, you know, I'm constantly like, oh, I got to get down to the drawing room or, oh, I got to go out and draw at lunch or something. So that's always good to like, you know, be doing that. But I think also having side projects, you know, that you can work on on your own, like with, you know, kind of going off with Joe saying, because it's, it's cool because right now a bunch of the guys in the story department are doing a, we're doing a, a graphic novel that we're going to sell at Comic-Con called Torch Tiger, torchtiger.blogspot.com. Is, nice. Yeah. <laughs> little plug there. Anyways, we're going to be selling that this year, but it's, it's really cool because uh, we have this idea and then all of us, you know, on our own time are, are coming up with these little eight page stories, you know? And so it's just, it's, it's been a huge challenge because it's on top of everything else, mm-hmm. but it also, you learn a lot from doing that because you're doing things that you would, you wouldn't do during the day. Right. So, and I think it's creative and rewarding as our jobs may be. It's nice to have something that you have complete control over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can I just pl- give my blog a plug here? Please. Yeah. Away, oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Edit. like on the, on the side. <laughs> sorry, start over. <laughs> um, but yeah, on, on, um, on the weekends, uh, it used to be every other weekend, but now it's uh, kind of dwindled into um, into being every one, every other month almost, a week, one weekend. But uh, uh uh, 24 hour tunes is a blog that me and my buddy Alex run. And we just like to, um, dedicate 24 hours between Friday at midnight and Saturday at midnight and just do whatever comes, you know, we put up a theme on the blog and just make a film of any kind. Could be an animation test, could be as small, uh, small as that, or like elaborate as a 10 minute storyboard epic or something, but like, just something do it in 24 hours and that's a real great release because it's um yeah it's like like you said clay it was like it's like something that you have complete control over and and just be able to push yourself and make you think in different kind of ways i think every you know everyone needs that kind of outlet so is that site open to anyone that wants to participate that site is open to anyone in fact i don't know when this is airing but um we're having the next one on May 5th, or no, May 9th, excuse me. What's the one after that? <laughs> uh, uh, the next one after that is going to be whenever I feel like... No, <laughs> I actually don't know. We're um, we're trying check to... Check back often. Yeah, check back site. often. Yeah. It'll be on the site. But, uh, dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot blogspot.com. Wow. Yeah, oh, you got yeah. it. Rolling big on that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, 24hourtins.com. T-O-O-N? T-O-O-N-S. All right. Yeah. 24 with numbers. Since we're on a website. <laughs> you guys want to plug any websites? You guys got any plugs? Okay. DisneyAnimation.com. <laughs> DisneyAnimation.com. AnimationMentor.com. <laughs> that's all I got. I guess that's it. So, do you guys want to say bye? <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Signing off. Bye-bye bye now. Cool. Take care. This is Eric Goldberg signing out. (laughs) Well, I hope this interview was as fun to listen to as I had recording it. I really have to thank everyone who participated here. You guys all did great. So thank you so much. And I also want to thank my producer, the intro voice, for doing all the footwork that a good producer does. And finally, a big thank you to Animation Mentor. Uh, They really have been a great partner in helping me share the animation love, and I thank them for their support. So stop by animationmentor.com to see what they're up to. They've always got some sort of web seminar or new blog posts talking about animation. It's always inspiring stuff, and you don't have to be a student to check that out. So, so swing by. 
And before I close, I'll remind you to stop by the Animation Podcast at animationpodcast.com to leave comments, voicemail, or send me an email. That's about it for the Animation Mentor exclusive Animation Podcast. So until next time, thanks for tuning in.